This is an Artist Journey podcast, the podcast for people thriving and creating as artists. I'm your host, Malcolm Dewey, and let's begin. Welcome to podcast episode number 25. It's great to be back to you after a, a bit of a break. I've been getting up to a few things, including hosting workshops, getting away to the National Arts Festival in Grahamstown, and a few other projects um, involving courses, and uh, one of those courses being a Pinterest course. Of all things, you may be wondering, but um, you'll find that if you have a look at Pinterest and uh, this course in particular, you'll find Pinterest is one hell of a good way to market your creative business. But uh, I'll get on to that in another topic. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about um, ways for artists to diversify their business a little. I know a lot of artists are really struggling these days, and it's perhaps uh, just that time of the economy or the times we're in, or maybe it's just the season. But uh, a lot of artists... I've been talking to lately are uh, are really looking at ways to diversify and find those multiple streams of income, I think's the the way of looking at it. And I've always taken the attitude that uh, multiple streams of income is essential for an artist. Whether you're selling prints, DVDs, giving lessons, whatever it may be, it is only extremely few artists that can rely on one thing only. Even if you don't do art, and but you're an investor, you'll know that hedging your uh, investments and having a diverse, diversified portfolio is a wise thing to do. It's the same sort of thing in any business. And uh, art, of course, if you're doing it for a living, is also a business. It's not simply a passion that uh, you do on the weekends. Um, We artists work every day and each day is divided up into uh, different things we have to do. Um, It's not just getting behind a canvas and painting. I think it's um, a real luxury and perhaps it's a fiction now for people to say, well, why are you um, doing this and that instead of simply being in the studio and painting and leaving all the work of marketing to a gallery. Well, I think uh, if you still have that view, um, it might be really difficult to adjust um, because relying on a gallery is almost uh, a thing of the past. Even if you have gallery representation, you're still going to have to make up some income shortfalls now and then. Um, Galleries have the thriving periods and down periods too and it might not be your paintings that are selling this month. So you have to have a few other tricks up your sleeve. And one of those quite popular obviously for for so long as artists have been being requested to give art lessons. Um, Artists have been giving art lessons. And uh, I've been giving workshops in person yeah, that is an experience on its own and has its own unique challenges. It is a lot of hard work and uh, requires a lot of preparation. You're dealing with p- 
different people, different personalities, egos, all sorts of things come into it. And maybe you you have a headache. So it can be difficult sometimes to, to handle. But for the most part, you get to, to also meet really nice, interesting people with a, a shared interest in, in art. And that can be extremely liberating. Um, break in your routine, stretch your mind a little, find out new things. And also a way of sussing out what is going on in the world out there, the art market. And all of it adds up into an enriching experience. There have been times when you come across, or at least speaking for myself, you do come across a few um, artists that can be quite a handful to manage. And so you learn some important people skills and handling people in, in ways that uh, might not be comfortable at first, but you know, you all, I think, come down to sharing the one thing that you enjoy doing. So there's always the art to connect and to focus on. So in short, if you like the idea of giving lessons, then by all means do that and and or hold uh, workshops at fixed periods of a month or the year instead of a weekly art lesson, for instance. Whatever um, works out for you. The other option that I have been experimenting with and working on for the past year or two has been art coaching. And it is something that I have enjoyed tremendously and have um, been actively working at building up my art coaching business. So what is art coaching? And I know that coaching is something that's been around for a long time and uh, perhaps not in the art field, but in, in other things like personal development or business strategy, maybe in coaching people to prepare for also sort of entrepreneurial related topics. So that's been around for some time. Um, but art coaching, that is something that involves a lot of visual uh, visual concerns, visual needs, so how do you do this on an online platform? So that's been a real challenge. But with the, the improvement in internet coverage, especially in in my part of the world, I can pretty much count on that everyone's got a decent um, bandwidth these days. And that it's improving all the time. So it's not something that I need to worry about because I know that um, bandwidth, as I said, is improving and getting cheaper as well. So that's a situation I can pretty much count on, which um, led me to meeting artists overseas, um, over the internet, who liked my art and um, were doing some of my recorded courses and wanted a bit of extra attention um, extra learning and I asked if I could help them with that and of course I had to um, look at my infrastructure my technology and uh, put a few things in place to make um, it possible for me to give them the proper attention they needed over the internet so things like um, making sure the internet is fast enough obviously getting a decent uh, web camera system and we're talking about good reliable high definition um, webcams 
And, uh, you know, the, the built-in ones on the laptop in an art-type instruction situation are, are just not good enough. Maybe there's a few cutting-edge ones coming out right now, but you can get uh, some pretty decent uh, kit at the moment. Thinking of HD webcams made by Logitech and a few other manufacturers that are quite high end. Um, then also getting the sound system in place and then the software, uh, various types of software to enable an online meeting. Of course, we're all familiar with Skype, but uh, I've moved on from there and uh, now use Zoom, which I find is a much more robust, reliable, and especially on the pro version, can open up uh, multiple meetings. With all these improvements, um, I started creating a online coaching system where I could teach classes. I had, I think, one of my first uh, customers was um, an artist in uh, Alabama, USA, and it went fantastic. Um, we got together online at a set time and uh, did the lessons. I had slide presentations, also um, some FaceTime on the camera, and I could also put the camera on uh, my easel and demonstrate paintings. One thing led to another, and I now have a pretty um, slick operation where I can do online art coaching on a regular basis. And it is something that I'm actively offering, especially um, people that uh, cannot obviously make um, a workshop attendance. But, and um, clearly anyone overseas that um, wants to work with me can now quite easily do so. The truth is that uh, online art coaching actually offers a lot more than a face-to-face -face art lesson or workshop, especially a workshop where you've got a lot of people and you've got to divide your attention up amongst all of them. And uh, before you know it, the day is over, quite time-consuming. But one-to-one uh, -one art coaching online gives one person um, your focused attention and you can really drill down and get to their specific needs. I also find that um, a concentrated period of time works much better than spending hours and hours with uh, somebody as well. Having a set curriculum and giving them and adjusting it to each person as is required gives a much better all-round lesson. In the amount of um, time that I work with uh, each artist, which is really over a period of four weeks. We'll have an online session and then some offline work that has to be done. And uh, I put up some videos for them to look at as well and give feedback and suggestions and then finish off with a painting session where with thanks to the current technology, we can actually both paint together and uh, it's, it's an amazingly effective way of working. So as I said, I'm finding this um, a lot of fun. It's a lot cleaner and neater. And for the artist who's attending the coaching session, they can do it from the comfort of their home. 
that's cost effective. They don't have to leave home and find accommodation, do a lot of traveling and all the other related hassles that go with attending a normal workshop, whether it's across town or um, across country. I know that um, workshops can be fun if it is, for example, part of a holiday and you're taking a whole period of time off and you're going to work in some time and get art lessons as well. So that, um, especially going to an exotic location. So that's a, a different matter entirely. But what I'm talking about is art lessons that uh, you you need with a certain artist and uh, the online coaching fulfills that need very, very well. What it entails is, um, as I said, four weeks where we get together at a time that is suitable and um, work through a program of teaching. What I'm really offering is um, lessons that are going to help build a strong foundation for painting. So we do everything from the preparation stage of a painting to working through the um, elements of a painting, things like values and composition, color, brushwork, all of that. And we work with certain subjects and um, prepare a full-scale painting. There's homework, there's feedback, there is uh, video, all of it, plus notes as well. So it's a well-rounded session and I find that by the end of four weeks, the student has a good overall picture of what they need to work on. And thereafter, you can decide if you want to carry on with more lessons or maybe take a break, keep working and practicing on what you've learned, and then um, schedule a few follow-up lessons at a more advanced level at a later stage. So it is extremely flexible that way. And as I mentioned, quite cost-effective too. I work on the, the basis that you can first arrange um, a meeting with me um, online to ask questions, find out a bit more about it and see if you are happy with the whole idea and uh, whether you feel that it can be beneficial. Um, if yes, then we schedule the first lesson. I give artists the option of only paying for the first lesson and if they really believe that it's not going to be worth carrying on then they can opt out right there. Alternatively um, keep going and um, pay for the remaining lessons and uh, we complete the whole uh, training program. So the risks of, are fairly little really when you when you think about it. There are um, guarantees in place and things like that. I've got a lot of also a lot of um, information um, on my website and also um, recorded courses that I do offer where artists can uh, check me out and and satisfy themselves that I have got some knowledge that might be useful. So if you are a professional artist and are looking to take this opportunity up and, and look for students online, um, it's important to have some assurances in place. Show people that you can teach, that you have been doing teaching and you, you've got a good grounding in the uh, art process yourself. You want to give people um, the comfort that 
you're going to actually pitch up and do the work for them and, and be helpful. That's what it really comes down to is helping each individual. So that is, in a nutshell, what um, I've been working on quite actively over this past year and uh, setting up my online art coaching to be a, a really um, effective way of teaching. So if you are interested in this yourself and actually taking up coaching, you can simply visit my website and look up uh, my art mentor page, drop me a line and uh, arrange uh, some FaceTime chat and find out a bit more about it and whether uh, you think it's going to be helpful to you. If you are looking to teach online or take up coaching, even on other topics, I really do encourage it. I think it's a fantastic way to very neatly get to the important stuff. So moving on from art coaching to another issue, um, and that is something that has been quite interesting, perhaps a little controversial as well. I received a really um, good question the other day from a student, and uh, well, not one of my students, but a, an artist. And it was along the lines of that uh, she is or apparently a good artist and uh, has been working on uh, painting for some time. Uh, apparently, people have complimented her and so, said she's a really incredible artist and she enjoys painting. The only problem is that she seems to do uh, reproductions of uh, paintings that already exist presumably um, popular or master-type paintings that she reproduces quite accurately. Um, she also works from photographs, other people's photographs, and, and so forth. And she's been told that she shouldn't uh, try and sell these paintings. And her question is, how can she break out of this cycle of doing reproductions and uh, doing work that is based on other people's art or photographs. Um, she wants to create her own unique art. So at first I thought, well, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, you just go outside if you paint landscapes and start painting. I think that with hindsight, there's quite a lot more to this than a simple glib piece of advice like that. I think there are deeper issues of... Um, a whole comfort zone issue. It's clearly something that has been working for her and getting her quite a lot of um, compliments. And a comfort zone situation where painting reproductions it pretty much assures her of an outcome. She knows that if she's copying a Van Gogh painting, she's going to come up with something that has already been distilled through the original artist. So the composition is set out, the style and colors and everything is already worked out. You just got to render something that looks pretty much like the original and everyone thinks it's fantastic. As you can see, that may be nice, but it is not going to help you grow as an artist and be one who can actually think for yourself. So I think the first thing is um, this artist is facing the risk of doing work that is going to be bad and not get the kudos that she has been. Is this a risk worth taking or do you become 
known as a number one reproduction artist. Um, there are those in the world. Um, can that be satisfying? Is that going to help you be happy with yourself? Get rid of your creative needs? I think not. Okay, if you are not comfortable and looking to grow as an artist, you're going to have to take the plunge and create your own art. So you're going to have to do the hard work, look for the art you look for the subjects you want to paint, decide on how you're going to paint them and uh, simply go for it and make the mistakes, churn out a few bad paintings until you find your um, new comfort zone, work on that and then break out of that eventually and go in to the next level. That's the life of an artist. It is risky. If you are going to be displaying your work or trying to sell it, you take a big risk every time you try that because you don't know what the response is going to be. So my advice for this artist is, uh, number one, consider what you've enjoyed painting in the past. Now, whose paintings do you like to reproduce? That will help you figure out um, the type of subject. Is it... Uh, landscapes, portraits, abstract paintings, for instance, um, that at least helps you get a direction in the subject that moves you. Which artist do you prefer following and painting? That will also help you determine the kind of the style that you're looking for, the palette of colors, the, the brushwork, what excites you. And then you've got to find your own subject. Set up your easel and start painting. And yes, of course, you can work in a, after a, a particular artist style. Pretty soon, you'll start developing your own unique signature. That's inevitable. If you are painting uh, different subjects, you can be painting them colorfully or with a lot of brushwork or in bold impasto. Uh, maybe it looks like Van Gogh's style at first, but with a bit of time, your own unique signature is going to develop and you'll be able to stand apart. It's quite an unfortunate situation if you are trapped in that cycle where you, you're working maybe to make uh, some income, um, but you are not, you're not setting your own course and you're not uh, following your own style and, and what excites you. Get out of that cycle as fast as possible and accept that it's not going to be as scary as you may think it is. Just... Do it as soon as you can. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you find that you're also doing a lot of reproductions? Are you maybe using photographs out of magazines that aren't your own photographs? Things like that that are more of a comfort zone. Are you doing something to get out of it and, and find your own voice? The lot of the artist is to take risks, try new things, experiment and build on uh, previous mistakes. Um, there's simply no other way of doing it. I think if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, um, what's the fun of that? And uh, There's simply nothing to be gained from churning out replicas, even of, of your own work. I know the demands of professionalism may make that uh, difficult, or maybe you've got a gallery that keeps asking for the same subject over and over again. What do you do? Do you simply comply and churn it out? Or do you say, well, sorry, I'm 
trying out a new subject and I'll get back to you in a month's time. Difficult one, but uh, anyway, I wish that uh, artist good luck and I hope she gets out of her cycle of copying reproductions as soon as possible. Okay, I think um, that's about it for this episode. Um, As always, it's been uh, great chatting with you. And um, if you enjoyed this episode and this podcast, be sure to subscribe. And I'd greatly appreciate if you'd share it out to uh, friends or anyone else interested in the arts and chatting. And I would value any questions you may have that you may want covered on this podcast as well. Drop me a line on my website, just send me an email, let me know what it is you'd like to discuss, and we can take up the topics. And uh, I'm always open to um, hearing from you, so let me know what's on your mind. And this uh, podcast brought to you by Learn to Paint with Impact, my comprehensive painting course. You'll find more about that on my website at malcolmdeweyfineart.com. Just look for painting courses. Until next time, I wish you all the best and a lot of creativity. And we'll chat again soon. Cheers for now. Mm -hmm.